Hey, I'm Jesse. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7. Paul has been teaching about spiritual warfare, and he's waging a war of his own for the heart of the Corinthian church. He's calling out his critics, and they're more than just critics, they're saboteurs, preaching a false gospel. He arrives at verse 7, look at what is obvious. If anyone is confident that he belongs to Christ, let him remind himself of this. Just as he belongs to Christ, so do we. In 1 Corinthians 1.12, look at our series on 1 Corinthians called Into the Fray. Of the numerous profound issues in the Corinthian church, one of the first ones that Paul tackled was this cliquishness, these factions, and not the kind that are necessary, like factions that were made up. He was addressing the fact that some people would say, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas. And there were these other virtue signaling dudes who were like, well, I follow Jesus. When I was a little kid in elementary school, Beulah Elementary School, Pensacola, Florida, I would, I would win every game of rock, paper, scissors because I would go rock, paper, scissors, God! And I did that every time. And at least in my own mind, I won. Nobody wanted to play rock, paper, scissors with me anymore. But that was what I did at five or six years old. And in my own mind, I declared myself the winner. Cause like, who beats God? Certainly not rock or paper or scissors. And by the way, why does paper beat rock? What is, it's now gift wrapped. It's actually reinforced. The rock is in better shape now. Sorry, focus. I would play the God card in rock, paper, scissors. And that's kind of what this faction within the Corinthian church would do too. Oh yeah? Oh yeah? Well. I've got a Jesus rookie card. <laughs> like, I'm playing the Jesus card. That's my apostle. Paul is demolishing this kind of divisiveness. Look, there is no inner circle in the gospel of Jesus. There's no, there's no elite VIP status among the saved. Look, you, you belong to Christ, guess what? I belong to Christ too. Look at what is obvious, Paul said in verse 7. This is clear. If anyone is confident that he belongs to Christ, let him remind himself of this. Just as he belongs to Christ, so do we. We have the same Savior, Paul says to his overly harsh critics with an agenda to mess up the gospel. We don't have factions. You don't have this apostle, I don't have that apostle. This is actually something that exists even today within the church. This is something for which uh, Protestantism collectively be criticized by Catholicism. It's referred to not as the Protestant Reformation, but as a revolution. And there's some really profound thought leaders, even among conservative uh, commentators that, that paint Protestantism this way. I saw books on this in the Museum of the Bible gift shop for crying out loud that say like, no, it's not, it's not a true faith because it's not built upon Peter's confession. By the way, we believe Peter. <laughs> like it is in fact built on the same confession of the same Jesus. This, this kind of factionism was in the church of Corinth and it exists a little bit today as well. When you come upon this within denominational bickering, you can point to the fact that look, I belong to Jesus too. It's not some other Jesus, it's the Jesus as he has revealed himself. Not the version of Jesus that Muslims paint, not this modified version of Jesus that other permutations appropriating Christianity make it. It's the one true Jesus, as he has revealed himself. If you claim Christ, I do too. 
This is another beautiful way, actually, that Paul is addressing the divisions among them by saying we have the same Savior. They would criticize Paul as though he belonged to some other Savior, and Paul's pointing out the truth. This should be a basis upon which reconciliation is made possible among believers of all stripes, of all persuasions, of all worship styles, and even disagreements on the finer nuanced points of theology.